0: Welcome to the second in our series of podcasts on the seven concepts of financial planning. I'm Mark Brown, and if you have not already, I'd suggest you listen to podcast one, which has the introduction to the series. Today, we are talking about concept two, how much. I'm joined by Sarah Maguire, a business development director with Lucas Fetis and financial planner of over 20 years. We describe this second concept as follows, understand how much money you need And whether you have enough. Sarah, do you generally find people understand how much wealth they need to meet their financial ambitions?
1: Well generally not when they first come to us for advice Mark, no. Um, Some people certainly have a hope that they may have enough um, but to be honest most people have no idea which is really no surprise. Um, capitalising the amount of income required for many years, allowing for future investment returns, various tax regimes, calculating the effect of inflation, for instance. It's just not easy. Um, we all know now retirement can be decades long. 30 to 40 years is, is quite feasible. As we live longer, um, we having to get to grips with, with what a person's number might be um, requires a bit of work, really. Um, and The fact that it's quantifiable now actually is great. Um, You know, when I started working in financial services in the 90s, people's incomes were likely to be determined by, say, a final salary scheme or a money purchase pension scheme. And with that money purchase pension scheme, particularly, you had to buy an annuity at retirement. And the cost of that was never clear beforehand. You know, prices varied. You had to shop around and there was uncertainty. And so what life was going to look like and the ability to make long term plans was unclear. And there were fingers crossed more often Um, with modern financial planning. Of course, this has changed. Um, We have personal responsibility far more often, uh, which means we can determine what a person needs to have in place financially. And then we will know with certainty how much is enough to achieve a certain desired lifestyle.
0: If that is the case, then how do we help clients to define what they want and then understand how much they need?
1: Well, we start off by seeking to understand the cost of a person's current lifestyle. What I'd say I've learned over the years working with all sorts of different people, really, is that generally we reach a stage in life where we have a lifestyle we're comfortable with. We like what we do, we like where we go, who we spend time with, and actually, we don't want to change that. It's interesting, really. What people aspire to really is simply maintaining who they are and what they have. That's the number one goal that we come across as financial planners. And, you know, even people who could change their lifestyle from selling a business or inheriting an amount of wealth actually find it hard to spend that extra money. They generally don't, it gets gifted to family. Conversely, of course, if you have to reduce expenditure because, of course, a source of income is lost, then that is extremely hard. Um, So I think really what I'm saying, Mark, is that we can plan with a reasonable degree of certainty um, once we've worked out what the current lifestyle costs. And then from there, we start using our cash flow forecasting software. Um, That's what is is key to, to, to what we do, really. We work out what future lifestyle costs might look like, which interestingly, actually are often lower than expected. The plan would be to have paid off a mortgage, no longer be bringing up children, etc. So we look really at where a person hopes to be in, say, 10 or 20 years time, what their lifestyle aspirations are, the extent to which they would sort of, you know, plan future holidays, eating out, how expensive their hobbies are. Um, long-haul travel, regular new cars and so on, we, we focus on helping the client continue to be who they are and then by understanding what level of wealth they need, we, we take the surprise out of, of what that may or may not deliver in terms of income um, and then we sort of look at available resources to draw on now and in the future and then we use the software, the cash flow forecasting provides us with an ability to to model different scenarios. Um, And we look at future investment returns, taxation, inflation, etc. We know that there'll be a a sort of a margin of error in there really, but by using the scenario planning, we can look at differing outcomes and we can understand what these might mean um, and what we would need to address them. And so together we develop a plan and We know the costs of living can change in retirement as we move through retirement. Um, Things we do change with age and we all worry about the increasing costs of longevity these days. But once we have a plan in place, we can keep it under review. And what we give really to our clients is is peace of mind about how they can afford to live. Um, And then we can empower them. You know, it's nice. I like it when we, we can demonstrate to a client that they can, say, afford to make a financial gift to their children without impacting their own financial security. We can provide graphs and visual confirmation, which enables them to do something they'll get pleasure from. And then that stops them keeping too much in reserve and then perhaps having a larger than necessary inheritance
0: tax bill. Thanks, Sarah. So cash flow forecasting really is at the heart of any financial planning. Mm -hmm. But for this to be meaningful, You need to understand what your starting point is and what it is that you really want to achieve from your wealth. With that information, we can then work with you to develop a personal cash flow forecast and then manage this on an ongoing basis to hopefully turn ambitions into a reality. Moving on from this, when you're producing a cash flow forecast for a client, how do you approach investment risk?
1: Well, yes, Mark, that's a really good question, actually. Um, anyone who's sought financial advice will know a person's appetite for investment risk is analysed at length, it's discussed. Um, we have to ensure a client is fully aware of the volatility associated with a certain sort of given level of investment return. And what we know is that investors tolerate risk, really. It's a necessary part of seeking returns that will hedge inflation be in excess of, of cash interest rates um, and if they take too little risk returns will be low and there may be a shortfall in meeting their objectives um, but there is a big but here really Mark um, the risk questionnaire that the client client completes is, is emotive really it records the extent to which they'd be distressed by volatility and the chance of a capital loss uh, so it's psychological Um, Answers vary depending on on how the client's feeling at that point in time, what's going on in their world or the the wider wider world, really. Um, So it's not objective. Um, It's in you know, it doesn't help us determine the level of return that the client needs in order to meet their goals. And so the cash flow forecasting empowers us to work with a client on not just their willingness to take risk, but much more importantly, their ability and their need. Um, so, what I mean is that you know a client may be willing to tolerate high risk, but simply may not need to live with that volatility to meet their goals, um, because we all know that. Or in matching an investment plan to a lower risk profile, we may then have to make decisions to invest more or extend the timescale or even amend those goals. So, we gain knowledge using the cash flow forecasting process, and this is really powerful. And that means that the robust planning we undertake makes the outcomes more certain and and meaningful.
0: Okay, so I think the message coming out then is to understand how much risk you need to take and align your assets to this so you're not taking too much or too little risk. And the means of doing this is a personal cash flow forecast built for you. Mm -hmm. Before you go, Sarah, if you could pass on one tip on this concept, what would it be?
1: Um, I think what I'd say is that early robust planning makes the long-term cost significantly lower and increases the options that are available. Um, It gives greater control over timescales. It delivers peace of mind um, because we find client goals are generally achievable. Maybe the timescales need a tweak or the saving strategy needs a bit of tax planning. We're always keen to reduce the tax people hemorrhage and keep more of their wealth in their pockets. Uh, So I'd say put yourself in control with your own plan and operate with certainty over your financial future and it's even more important in the current climate really.
0: Thank you Sarah. Well that's all for this concept which I hope you found useful. Why don't you try to think about how much you might need to achieve your own financial objectives and whether this seems possible. In our next podcast we'll talk be talking about concept three, time which I hope you can join us for.